0: Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 364, and welcome back to my front porch. That's right. I'm back on the front porch. Super excited to be back out here. Uh, My wife was actually like, this is real. Like, this... Little Airbnb that we got has been sold out. I mean, like, I think we have like maybe three days, four days available till the end of March. And so Patty was like, I need a break. Like, we have to clean this thing a ton. And she's like, I need a break. Like, I need a break from cleaning this thing. So, literally, we shut down today so no one would book it because people have been booking it last minute, which is fine. I mean, it's great. I mean, we're grateful, but it's like, we just need a break. And it's so funny. I came out here today and just sat out here after when I got back from work. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it's just so great. I mean, the back porch is fine, that's awesome. But the front porch is just a whole nother thing. So uh, it's so good to be back out here recording the podcast on the front porch, the way and the place that it's supposed to be. Um, But anyway, uh, so glad that you are tuning in, that you are listening. I hope you are doing good wherever you are, whatever time of day it is. I hope that you are doing well. What interesting times that we live in. And I am finding, I got an opportunity to teach at a church this weekend here in Phoenix, which was awesome. We love this church. It's called Phoenix Bible Church. Great church. Love their senior pastor, Pastor Tim and his wife, Jaya, and uh, got to teach there. And um, it's just, I'm finding, and I've gotten to teach at two different churches this this month, and I'm finding that I'm kind of teaching a similar message during this period of time, which is... Uh, I mean, I get the really unique opportunity of kind of coming in as a guest and speaking. And really what I've been saying in the midst of these very interesting times where a lot of people get distracted is stay focused, you know, and don't put your hope in politicians or policies or all these different things. Put your hope in Jesus. And I feel like um, I've been saying the same thing over and over and over again. And what's really cool is it's not even it's not even a part of my like sermon prep. It's just kind of popping up as I'm teaching. So I'm like, okay, I think I'm supposed to be saying this over and over wherever I go. And again, my job is unique in the sense that I get to preach at a bunch of different churches and a bunch of different places. And so I feel like As I get to go to these places, this is the message that I'm supposed to be teaching over and over and over again, because what I find with so many people is so much distraction. People are so distracted, Um, and at times I'm distracted, and so I feel that inside myself, but as I'm going through a process of going like... Fix your eyes on Jesus. You know, Hebrews is going, fix your eyes on Jesus, trying to call his church back to that. So I'd say that to those of you who are listening, fix your eyes on Jesus. I know it's distracting out there. I know there's a lot of different things and there's a lot of unknowns, but fix your eyes on Jesus. He is the pioneer and the perfecter of your faith so keep your eyes focused on jesus thanks for listening a bunch of you have been listening for a very long time some of you might be brand new welcome so glad that you are here and then thank you for all of you who continue to give. Again, uh, it helps the podcast keep going. So if you'd like to do that, you can go to frontporchconfessional.com. And uh, there's a little button there that says partners, multiple different ways that you can do that. It's always appreciated. So thank you for those of you who keep this podcast going. It, it means a lot to me. So thank you. Uh, our, our passage, Matthew 18, two through three. Um, so good. I uh, read it this morning. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you the story in just a sec, but read it this morning was like, wow, that's so cool. And, and it says this, and calling to him a child, he put uh, he put it in the midst of them and said, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll, I'll read it again, Matthew 18, two through, th- two through three. And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them, and he said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom Of heaven, Uh, we had a good friend out this weekend. He and his wife, Jake and Jamie, they came out from uh, Kingsburg, California. Uh, He's a pastor out there, but he—they came out and they—they—they spent the weekend with with us, which was really great. And on Friday, so they got—or sorry, Thursday—they got in and they brought their little kids with them. I think two and four. And you know, they came in our house. Now, our home. isn't really set up for kids right Patty and I are old and we have lived those years and we are grateful that they are gone Um, and so having a bunch of little kids in our house for a weekend was like huh I wonder how this will go and so that first night they come in, you know, they've been on an airplane and, you know, they're a little tired, but they come in and, and I'm trying to go like, okay, what do we do here? And so we go to the backyard and one of the things we do for Huxley uh, are my Griff, who's, he's my dude, man. That that dog sits on the front porch in between my legs every morning or on the back porch, depending on if the Airbnb's booked. Um, and, but he's a real active dog. He's, he's kind of a bird dog and they need to keep active. And so we bought this bubble machine for him that literally you press a button and it just shoots bubbles nonstop and I thought oh they'll love this they'll love seeing this dog like jump after these bubbles forgetting the, how much children love bubbles so I turned this thing on and of course the dog's jumping around and then the kids just start squealing and they're like popping the bubbles and like running around and I caught myself smiling you ever catch yourself smiling like I ca- caught myself just smiling at these kids and I just had this thought like I wonder if this is how God looks at me. Like he looks at me in this world as I'm doing the different things I'm doing and he just delights in me and he finds joy in me. And But do I resonate with that child? So it's interesting as I was reading, because I've been going through Matthew and kind of slowing down a little bit. It was interesting for me to read that this morning and go, whoa, yeah, that's exactly what was going on in me. And I was having this kind of out-of-body experience and going, the Lord delights in me. And I was just delighting and watching their joy, watching them jump around, watching them just be kids, just kids having so much fun. And I thought, how much more does God the Father delight in, in us? And that for so many of us, because we're not living into this childlike faith character, that we're missing the kingdom of God you know, missing all that's happening all around us. And it was like, so it really caught me today and it actually caught me this whole weekend. I mean, we you know we go out to restaurants and just watching these little kids. I, and we've, we've, uh, Patty and I started volunteering in the kids ministry, four-year-olds, right? God bless the four-year-olds. We've really grown to really love these little four-year-olds. And so we've been doing that every month for about a year. And at first it was kind of annoying. And now I'm like really digging it. You know, I've got this one kid <laughs> and he sits right in front of me. And when I teach, like he just wants to be near me. And I, and I, so I've just been thinking recently with all these little kids around going like, do I have that kind of posture with the father? Cause he delights in it and he delights in me and he delights in you. And I just figure I'm like, I feel like we're, we've all grown up too much. You know, we're, we're all too serious And, you know, life is hard and right. And there's a lot of things going on in this world, as I was talking about earlier. And I'm like, but at the end of the day, a child goes, my mom and dad are here. Like, and they're going to protect me. They're going to take care of me. But as adults, we're like, no, 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 we're in control. Like, oh, no, 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 it's up to us. And this is what Jesus is exposing as they start wondering who's the greatest in the kingdom. It's like, wait, you think it's about the people who think they're in charge and in control, and so powerful. In fact, in this very beautiful passage that we all read in Matthew, you know, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest and rest for your soul. Like, we love that passage, but we miss the first part of that passage, which he says, thank you that you've not revealed this to the wise and learned, but to the childlike which means the childlike are the only ones who truly understand that they are are tired and exhausted and need the lord and need him to bring comfort to their soul and need them him to provide and need him to yoke up and need and need and come to understand and need to know that when you're yoked up with him that your yoke is light a child understands as a parent takes care of it that it's lightening its burden but as adults Oh, no, 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 no. We're in control. We got it all figured out. And God, I'll figure out a plan. And by the way, one of the little games we love to play is we take control. And then when it doesn't work out, we blame God. Isn't that interesting? He says, come to me. He says, take my yoke. He says, be childlike. We choose to reject that. And then when it falls apart, we blame him for it. God, where are you? God, how could you? How foolish, right? This is what Jesus is exposing in the disciples, and it's what he's been exposing in me, and it's what he's exposing is you. And you is like, is it all about you? Is it all about me? Are we we missing the delight of the Father as he looks over us? The enjoyment of what it knows that he sees us and knows us and cares about us. That he he, like in Matthew 6, he's constantly going like, why are you so worried? Look at these birds. Look at these flowers. Look at these kids. Everybody's taken care of. People are being taken care of. Right? And, and I, Now, I, I want you to know, I know there are suffering children all around the world. And there's pain and the hurt. And I know that. I really do. I've been there. I've been at the bedside when children die. I know that. And I struggle with that. But I need to be completely dependent on him to fully grasp the wholeness of what he's inviting us into here. This is the kingdom of God stuff, and I am not in control of life or death. And a child knows that it is dependent upon the father or and the mother. But are we aware of that? Are we becoming like childlike? Maybe the very reason why you're missing out on all that this life has to offer is because you're not truly pursuing after what it is to be a child and enjoying him as your father. And it just, it got me. I mean, as I watched these little kids and I found myself so joyful, why am I so happy? And I think it was because in some ways I felt like I was just stepping into his shoes for a second. I mean, they weren't my kids, you know? But I was just enjoying their joy, enjoying their peace, enjoying their just excitement for life about the simplest things, like a bubble. I mean, how simple is a bubble? And these kids, I mean, it was like Santa Claus. They were so happy. And And it brought me joy. And I thought, what would it look like? Or how am I living that way? How am I living that childlike faith? Like, can I look back to the father and see his delight in me? And But just live this life of going, he sees me, he knows me, he cares about me, he's numbered he, my, the hairs on my head, he knows. He knows my tears, he knows my hurts, he knows my wounds, he's not unaware of what is going on in my life and in your life. And to find some rest in that, what he's saying to these disciples is, listen, you're missing out on the kingdom. You're missing out on the kingdom care that comes through a concerned father, a caring father, a loving father who sees us and wants us to enjoy his presence. And if you look at Jesus, what you really see is this childlike faith, really. Childlike faith. I mean, I see him all the time, and I never saw this as childlike faith. But I'm like he's in the garden, and he's going, "Not my will, but yours be done." He's submitting himself to you. Know me, you know what's best. There's times where I want something, I but I want what you want more because you you know me, and you're you're in charge. And I don't understand this suffering. I don't know understand what's going on in this world, but I do know you're my father, and that I am your child. And he takes the position of a child. And not my will, but yours to be done. You know best. And he's inviting us into that same way of living because being childlike is Christlike. Being childlike is Christlike. And so the question is this are you willing to humble yourself as a child in order to enjoy? The presence of God, the kingdom of God that's right here in front of us. And I know this is a struggle for us because there's so many pressures and so many things to be overwhelmed with. But I want you to know this. He knows. He sees you and he loves you. And he's a good father who is caring for you. But do you perceive it? Do you see the way he sees you? Do you see the way he loves you, and wants to provide and care for you? Father, teach us to see you teach us to submit ourselves to you as a child and will we enjoy the kingdom of god here on earth and in heaven so take a breath reflect and believe that the god of the universe is near to you than your own heartbeat until next time cheers